Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Galatians. Today is episode 354. We're looking at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. Let's read our passage. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Well, Paul has been arguing for justification by faith. The problem in Galatia is that there's this group of Judaizers, that is, Jewish Christians, who are advocating that you must become a Jew in order to become a Christian. That you must follow the Jewish law, the covenant of Moses. You must be circumcised. And Paul's saying, no, no, you don't. You are justified by faith. And he started then talking about freedom. Christ has come to set us free from the slavery to the law, under the bondage to the law, under the uh, inability to actually follow the law, to fulfill the law. And we now have freedom in Christ. Now he's raised the issue of what, what is freedom in Christ. It's freedom from legalism, but that doesn't mean we fall into moral depravity, that we just do whatever we want to do. We've been given a ticket to heaven, and it doesn't matter what we do, because we're saved by grace. We're saved through faith. As long as I have faith, I can do what I want to do. Paul says, no, you haven't been given freedom to sin. And now he's given practical applications. And he's talking about this idea that freedom is in this delicate balance. There is legalism on the one hand and selfish desires on the other hand. And you slide either way into error. And the only solution is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit guides us into right conduct. The Holy Spirit guides us to follow Christ. And he talked about this this conflict, this war that takes place between the things of the Spirit and the things of the flesh. The things of the Spirit are the things of God, what God desires. The things of the flesh are our fleshly desires, the result of fallen humanity. And then he said, okay, in case that's too uh, ethereal for you, let's give some practical applications. And last time we looked at the works of the flesh. He says, this is what the works of the flesh look like. And he went through these 15 items that are sinful items and said, that's what the flesh looks like. Now he's turning around and talking about what the spirit looks like. So he says, verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is, then he lists these nine things. And he says, the fruit of the spirit. Fruit of the spirit's not the same as gifts of the spirit. He didn't talk about gifts of the Spirit here. He does in some other areas. But the, the gifts of the Spirit are the empowering followers of Christ, of Christians, believers, by the Holy Spirit to be able to do things. And the gifts of the Spirit can be anything from miraculous healings to uh, prophetic utterances to special knowledge so the, the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what he's called us to do. The Holy Spirit empowers us to carry on the ministry that he's called us to do. That's the gifts of the Spirit. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is just characteristics 
of believers that are enhanced or produced through our relationship with the Holy Spirit. He lists nine things, and if people want to categorize things, uh, often they, they divide up, put them in three categories of three. Love, joy, and peace. The first group, some say, okay, these are basic spiritual qualities, or this is the, uh, the habits of the Christian mind. Well, love is mentioned first, and that's not surprising given the, the emphasis on love that we see in the Bible. In some of Paul's other writings, he talks about love. He says things like faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. So we know love's a big deal. And by love, you know, he's talking about love for one another and love of God himself. And most of these, they're self-explanatory. And, and while it's, it's a, a nice exercise to go through and, and look at the definitions of these, but they're, they're really self-explanatory. We know what love is. Joy. Joy is not happiness. Joy is contentment. Joy is, comes out of a relationship with God. Peace. Peace doesn't mean everything is happy. It means that we are not at war with ourselves and with God. We're at peace primarily with God. And the Holy Spirit brings about a peace within ourselves. This next group of three, some say, okay, these are uh, social interactions or dealing with social relationships, patience, kindness, goodness. This is how we deal with other people. We understand patience. That's putting up with other people. Kindness, being nice, and goodness, doing what is right. And the last group of three... uh, some say, okay, these are the Christian conduct, uh, faithfulness. Some will say, this is faithfulness toward God. Others say, no, it's faithfulness to other people. Some say, it's faithfulness to both. Gentleness, it's just a, a general attitude. Self-control, that's how we deal with ourselves. I don't really subscribe to the, to the three categories of three. I think he's just giving nine example characteristics that the people who are walking with the Holy Spirit, these are characteristics that should be exhibited. And just to make it obvious that this isn't an exhaustive list, he says, the law is not against such things. Such things. He concluded his list of 15 saying, and things like that. So I think such things, meaning not just these, but things like that. It's nine items that are listed as the fruit of the Spirit. And some would point out that the, the word fruit is singular, whereas you have nine things that comprise the singular fruit. And his point being is, talking about things of the Spirit versus things of the flesh. Okay. And, and then he lists 15 things. That's what the flesh looks like. That's what comes out of fleshly desires. And then he gives these examples of things that come out of the Spirit. These are the things the Holy Spirit guides us toward. So it's not an exhaustive list of, okay, this is nine. There's 9.0 things that are the fruit of the Spirit. He says, this is what it looks like. This is a picture of somebody's life who's in step with the Holy Spirit. But he makes this comment, the law is not against such things. That can be taken different ways, and there's a lot of different ideas about this. Um, some some say, okay, what he's really talking about is that the, the purpose of the law is to restrain bad behavior. Where the fruit of the Spirit, it's, it's not restraint at all. 
it is the very opposite of the law. It's not dealing with restraint. Uh, so others say, well, no, the uh, it's really just talking about the, the difference between the, the realm of the law versus the spirit, where the fruit of the spirit belongs in a, a sphere which the, the law has nothing to do with. So the, the law has nothing to do with the fruit of the spirit because it's two entirely different things. And I say, well, no, that uh, the law is not against such things because if you are exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit, then you're actually perfectly fulfilling the intent of the law. Just as Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, you, you've heard it said, you know, actions are prohibited by the law, but the real issue is matters of the heart. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes into play, is in the issues of the heart, the issues of character, the issues of the attributes of our character. So if we are being led by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is producing this kind of fruit in our lives, then we're already doing the very things that the law is meant to bring about. So I think it's kind of all of these things put together is what he's saying, basically. So it's just an automatic thing. We come to Christ, and bing, these things are active in our lives. Because when we come to Christ, that's when we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Well, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's an outcome. And I think it's a process that the Holy Spirit produces these things in our lives. But there's a role that we have in here. We're not just passive victims where the, the Holy Spirit's sprinkling these things in our lives and we're a finished product. I think we cooperate with the Holy Spirit in the production of these qualities in our lives. So the question there is, how do we cooperate with the Holy Spirit? And that is essentially this walking with the Spirit, living by the Spirit, and being led by the Spirit. So the whole thing here is, just come back to our relationship with God. Are we living in a close relationship with God? Are we growing in our relationship with God? Are we being transformed by our relationship with God? Is our relationship with God a, a priority in our lives? That's all has to do with what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Do I care about the things of God? Am I talking with God about the things in my life? Am I asking God to show me the things where he's at work in my life? So it has to do with just, am I really cooperating with the Holy Spirit as he desires to produce these fruit in my life? That's what the spirit looks like. He showed us what the flesh looks like. And it's the flesh and the spirit are at odds with each other. And the question is, which way are we going to lean? Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Galatians.